BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. The preseason is in the books. Hornets falling in the finale 127-99 to against the Boston Celtics. We'll break it down for you, give you our silver linings. Also talk about a recent proposition that somehow came up about the All-Star game uh, earlier in the week. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver weighing in on a potential return to an old format. We'll talk about that and whether or not we are in favor or against it. And, of course, preseason now in the books. We're going to look ahead to the regular season even more excitedly than the future All-Star format. Hornets getting ready for the regular season. What are some of the experts out there predicting for their end-of-season standings, and what do we think as well? Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with us once again. Rob, great to talk to you as always. Charlotte uh, has now put the preseason in the rearview mirror, falling 127-99. to Honestly, it wasn't even that close. Hornets blown out by the Boston Celtics. Your thoughts as we have now put this game in the preseason in the bed. Well, we've seen worse in the preseason. That's for sure. Save it for later. We'll save, save it for later. We'll save that for later. A little tease, if you will. But yeah, I mean, certainly unfortunate or, I mean, just disappointing in general just to see that. And again, Boston's supposed to be the cream of the cream, the creme de la creme, I guess, in the Eastern Conference this year. They're supposed to be one of the best teams. But we talked about it at halftime on a broadcast last night about how 
Well, maybe the Hornets kind of aided that a little bit. I want to say Charlotte had like 12 turnovers at halftime. They ended up with 24, so didn't take care of the basketball. Boston is a team that's going to make you pay. They do that a lot, 32 points off those 24 turnovers. That's, well, that's basically the ball game right there when you take a look at it. So a little unfortunate in that sense, but good to see Gordon Hayward back out there. He missed the last couple, finishes with 11 points. He played 25 minutes out there. Uh, You know, the three-point shot is still a work in progress. It seemed like we've been saying that over the last about season and a half or so, but that was a little disappointing to see. But there were some good, solid performances on the bench, a couple guys on the bench that were, I thought, kind of shined a little bit more or less and unfortunately we did have some injury news with Frank Nielakina leaving with a knee hyperextension that's the official word from Hornets PR so it didn't look great when it happened the knee hyperextension seems like a little bit better of a prognosis based off the way that he went down grabbing his knees so that's a little bit of promise but for the most part Outside of that, everybody comes out of this game healthy and unscathed from what we know of. Which is what we said we wanted, or I said I wanted, going into this one. I think I uh, had the uh, bold statement of saying the Hornets could lose by 80 and not have a major injury. They tried. They tried. They almost did. Uh, Another tease to future... uh, part of this podcast and not to minimize the Frank Nilakina injury that certainly is significant we'll see what the prognosis is later on down the road but in terms of the projected starting five everyone comes out unscathed from this preseason so you'll try and look at this from the glass half full in terms of stat lines no one really stood out overwhelmingly LaMelo Ball led all Hornets with 16 points 15 off the bench for Nick Richards all five Boston starters finished with double figures one of them Christoph Porzingis had a double-double 14 points, 12 rebounds. Actually had a double-double in the first half. Jalen Brown 4 for 5 from 3. He went 4 for 5. The Hornets went 4 for 28. That kind of night. Get all the bad shots out of the way. And and the shooting was bad. It was an issue for the Hornets, I'd say, throughout preseason that last night in particular. First half, they were actually like 1 for 12 or 14. I think LaMelo made the only one. So second half, they actually had some improvement. But to me, the real red flags here, if there were any that you can take from a preseason game, were turnovers. Mentioned that. Charlotte had 24. That led to 32 Boston points. Hornets only scored 14 points off 15 Celtic miscues. So nine more turnovers, 18 more points. That's basically the difference, uh, plus a little bit more. And the little bit more came from second chance points. Charlotte was out rebounded on the offensive glass, 16 to 10. And that's where head coach Steve Clifford had his attention after the game. To me, if we're going to be the team I think we can be, we have to dominate the glass. We rebounded well in Miami, rebounded really well in Washington. We were really soft the other night against Oklahoma City, and tonight that's just not an acceptable level of physicality for a team that wants to play well. It's not going to be able to do it. And Rob, these comments here from Coach Clifford, it's less a, we got to figure out where the answer to this question is, and more of a, I know where the answer to this question is. We've got the guys who can get this job done. It's up to them to execute it game in, game out, to give ourselves the best chance to win. And the thing with Coach Cliff, and I've talked about this in the past too, is whatever he says to us in the media, he's saying that in the locker room as well. I mean, it's not like he's just putting this on and saying behind the scenes something completely different. This is something that is going to be a pressing issue. He talked about the points in the paint. I talked about it on a broadcast last night. That's always a point of emphasis on a Steve Clifford team. Just paint touches in general, getting the ball to the middle and being able to facilitate it, whether that's if your back is to the basket, you kick it out for a three, or you square up and you're able to hit a mid-range jump shot, or if you attack the rim and get fouled and you go to the line for two. 
there's a multitude of ways to score as long as that ball touches the paint. So that's why it's been such a point of emphasis, and it all goes back to that rebounding because, again, it's just one of those things that it's just so simple. I mean, if the shooting's not there, you got to rebound. you got to give yourself second-chance points opportunities. The Hornets last night had 14 second-chance points. Celtics had 23. That's not a big margin, but when you lose a game by 28, every point kind of matters in that sense. So I'm not saying that was the difference if the Hornets go out and they end up getting more rebounds than the Celtics. Say they flipped the rebounds. Boston had the rebound victory last night, 55-49 to in favor. Say that gets flipped and that's the Hornets. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's a handful of points. And in a game that you shoot average at, and again, the Hornets shot 42% from the field. The three-point shooting was the problem. They were 428. That's 14%. If a couple more of those come in, you win that rebound battle, you got a completely different ball game on your hands. So the rebounding is certainly key. It is kind of telling that if you add up the difference in second chance points and the difference in points off turnovers, that total is plus 27 for the Celtics in a game that they won by 28. So Imagine that. It's right there. Uh, in terms of having the answer in the locker room, not only do I think head coach Steve Clifford, based off those comments, knows he has the answer, the players are aware of it as well. Here's Nick Richards on the rebounding performance in the preseason finale and what he projects for the future. I mean, I think this is the only game that we you know me and Mark didn't have nine plus rebounds so I think it was just one of those nights for us you know I don't think it I don't think it's something that we have to put our head down on and think that it's, it's over we weren't as physical as we were the, the first three pre- preseason games I mean it's preseason is over right now so the main thing it starts in a week they're going to turn the page. We're going to do it as well. But first, let's get our silver linings in here on the preseason finale, a 127-99 loss to the Boston Celtics. Rob Longo, you kick us off. I'm going to go to the bench first. I'm going to go with Nick Smith Jr. Miller, crossover into the corner. Smith, catch and shoot three. Yes! Nick Smith Jr. Sneaky little stat line from Nick Smith. 11 minutes, 7 points, 3 for 4 from the field, 1 for 2 beyond the arc. Five rebounds, four assists. That's a pretty good stat line for only playing 11 minutes. I know it was late in the game. The starters aren't out there for the Celtics. But again, you're still out there. You're still trying to grind. You're still trying to earn some minutes. And the reason I picked Nick Smith Jr. because he showed that promise out there with the way that he was able to score the basketball. Again, we don't want to speculate. We don't know the status of Frank Nielakina other than a knee hyperextension at the recording of this podcast. But if he does miss time... It might be a guy like Nick Smith Jr. that has to step up. So that's why I was really encouraged what we saw from the rookie last night. That's why he was my silver lining. It's a good point. I think it's an outside chance that Nick Smith Jr. is the the next man up plugged in. I think they might have some different ideas how to plug that hole. But he certainly has made a good argument for himself closing out strong with the performance and the stat line. He had 7.5 rebounds and 4 assists. Also, most importantly, no turnovers in this preseason finale for Smith. I'm going to go with another guy off the bench. I'm going to go with Nathan Mensah. He'd been the third center on the team throughout training camp, throughout preseason. Uh, He had struggled at times in games in preseason. This was by far his best performance. He closes out on a six-point perfect shooting day, two for two from the floor. Not everything right at the rim dunks. He had a nice little push shot from about eight to ten feet away, also two for two from the free throw line. So a guy who is working hard to crack the NBA. He's a multiple-time defensive player of the year in the Mountain West at San Diego State. Had that great run all the way to the title game. Uh, This is a guy who has some things to build on and now has a performance to build on as well. So Mensa and Smith, a couple of rookies, get our silver linings today. One more silver lining lining from last night's contest yes it was a blowout but we have seen worse rob longo charlotte ended the preseason this year one and three two seasons ago they did the exact same 
thing. In fact, instead of a 127 to 99 loss, it was a 127 to 59 loss. You think losing by 28 is bad? Try losing by 68. That's what the Hornets did two years ago. Team shot 27% from the floor in that one, three for 19 from three. It was abysmal. No one played well. Everyone had a negative in the plus minus, as you might imagine, losing by that kind of total. But Charlotte flushed the game away, moved on to the regular season, which they started with a three-game win streak, won five of the first seven, and finished with an above 500 record. So let's hope history repeats itself as we get set for a new season. And when I took a look at the win-loss totals that we did way back in, what was that, August when the schedule came out, I went by and did a win-loss for every single game. I have the Hornets starting 3-0. and So if that happens, I would say I'd give you the Powerball numbers for tomorrow, but I didn't have any luck when it was that crazy jackpot a couple weeks ago. Thank so, goodness you wouldn't be here. Well, that is, that is, <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, uh, we'll see if I can catch lightning twice, I guess. We'll see if that silver lining comes to fruition here for the Hornets this upcoming season. Transitioning from silver linings to Commissioner Silver. He had some comments on the All-Star game, a potential format change, maybe in the works for the upcoming All-Star contest in Indianapolis. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets wrapped up the preseason with a 127-99 loss to the Celtics. They end preseason play with a 1-3 record. Next up, Charlotte will have regular season action beginning on Wednesday. Hornets hosting the Atlanta Hawks. Tickets are still available. Join us at Spectrum Center. Get your tickets now at Hornets.com. And we're going to look even further into the future. We're talking All-Star game already. Not predicting All-Stars, but there was an interesting comment that came out in 
in the last 24 to 48 hours, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver had an interview with Stephen A. Smith of ESPN fame, and he was talking about a potential change in the All-Star Game format. He alluded to perhaps going back to East versus West when we have our All-Star Game next February at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Here's the quote from Commissioner Silver, quote, we're looking at some potential changes in format in Indianapolis this year, maybe a return to something more traditional in terms of how the teams are presented. We went to sort of this captain and draft notion, but clearly, historically, it was East versus West, so that's maybe something we are looking at. I have a bigger picture reason why I really like this and why I think it will create a more competitive All-Star game, which is what I think everyone would like to see, although I don't think everyone's going to like my idea for it. But Rob, your initial thought here on perhaps going back to the old East versus West All-Star game. I got no problem with it. I mean, I think that this whole captain's thing and picking teams has kind of run its course. It creates a lot of drama, so it's great for the league, I guess, because they get kind of extra storylines out of it because I know that one of the first things that I saw when Damian Lillard got traded to Milwaukee was the fact that Giannis picked him on his team, and that kind of became a thing and and that sort of nature. But when you talk about the storylines and that sort of stuff, we always hear about well, the West is better than the East. The East is better than the West. Well, this is a chance to figure out who is better in terms of the conferences. I mean, it's not a great watermark, but it's better than what we have now where you have guys playing on different teams from different conferences and that sort of thing. So I think the captain's thing's kind of just kind of run its course, for lack of a better term. So I don't mind going back to the East-West. I think I can make it a really good barometer for which one is better. And here's why I love the idea of going back to it because it gives you a chance to put home court advantage for the finals on the line based off the All-Star game. If you want the players to care, you have to put some real stakes on the game. Not an amount of money that is crazy for the average person, but not much for an NBA superstar. Yeah, And I might be in the minority on this. I was certainly for Major League Baseball's All-Star game, where I also liked how they put home field advantage for the World Series at stake in the All-Star game. Again, I think I was very much in the minority for that one, but I liked it. I thought it added something, and just because the players there didn't compete or the managers didn't organize it based off that doesn't mean it's not a reasonably good idea. So let's think about an all-star game here where, you know, maybe it's just the fourth quarter that counts towards this, or, you know, maybe the head coach is going to manage the roster. So, all right, when we come down the stretch, everyone who's on a team that's in the top four in the standings is going to play these minutes because they're the ones with the most at stake for it. I don't know how it ends up getting sorted out, but if it's me, if I'm thinking of a potential all-star game where on the east side it's LaMelo Ball and Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo knowing that they can get game Game 7 of the NBA Finals at home if they win the All-Star game. And on the other side, LeBron James and Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic know the same thing. If one side doesn't try, shame on them. Let the other team host the Finals Game 7 year after year after year. They deserve it. But I think this is a real way to create some real stakes. Bring back the classic East versus West. It's not that the, the drafting didn't have some entertainment value. It did. But... Clearly, the product of the All-Star game has fallen off. This is a chance to give some true motivation to the players to truly try hard all the way through the tape. If we're really picking from other leagues and what their All-Star format looks like, what if we go the hockey route? What if we take the All-Stars in their divisions and they play a game of three-on-three and they have to battle each other in the divisions? I I know there's six divisions, so it'll be kind of 
discombobulated I, in that sense because you would have to have an East and a West play each other first. But what if you just have them kind of maybe play round robin in the Eastern Conference and a Western Conference, and then the winner of that one plays the West, and then you put something on the line? See, for I, it. I don't love it because there you're changing the nature of the game. It's no longer a normal hockey game. You're playing three on three. You're, you're playing. Well, that's a, overtime. That's normal. But yeah, I get what it, you're saying. It is, it's but not, not it's in the not playoffs. Basketball and it's, it's not, not in the norm, playoffs. It's yeah. not normal in the playoffs. So you're, you're just changing everything about it to try and create a more entertaining thing. And you still might end up with players not really making ever. I, I think in this, it's a traditional five on five. It puts real stakes on the game. If the players don't care and they don't try, I would foresee a situation where the captains of those teams, the elder statesmen who know what home home court advantage means in the playoffs, say, "Hey, listen, if so and so is not going to try, get him off the court." I think LeBron and Nikola Jokic will say that. I think that Jason Tatum and hopefully as he gets up there, Lamelo Ball will say that. Like, listen, the stakes are too high to have someone who just wants to have a layup line playing here, we're going to actually start trying because there is something real, tangible at stake. Again, I might be in the minority on this one, but I kind of I would like to see it attempted. I, what what what's the worst that could happen? We'll have that dream for another day. Maybe Commissioner Silver is listening to this podcast right now and saying, you know what? Let's put it on the line. Let's Send put him it an on email. the line. Send him an email. Maybe he'll read it. I feel like I've had worse ideas, but. Someone out there might say, nope, this is your worst idea, Sam. No, we'll you've had worse. Out. You've had worse. I'll say it. <laughs> Feel free to send it our way. Uh, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think about a potential return to East versus West, and would it be worth a try to put home court advantage for the finals on the line via the All-Star Game? It's a long ways off the All-Star Game in Indianapolis for 2024 at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Regular season, not so far off now. We're heading towards it. What are the expectations for the regular season based off the preseason? We'll discuss that next here on the Hornet Time cast bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
Things have to change quickly. We have to get a level of physicality with our guys. And our five men have got to own the glass at both ends of the floor. And they're both capable of doing it. And it starts with having the right intent and what your intent and what you're concentrating on and what you prioritize. And we need them to do it, and we need the other guys to help out in that area. Head coach Steve Clifford putting a bow on preseason action, talking about what the team's going to be focused on, working on as they head towards the regular season opener, which is rapidly approaching here. It'll be Wednesday. Hornets will host the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday at Spectrum Center. And between now and then, we've got something really special to look forward to. It's the annual Hornets tip-off tour presented by Dr. Pepper, back to celebrate the beginning of another great season. Hornets players and entertainment team members will be at various locations throughout the day on Monday from 3 to 4 at Max Speed Shop in South End, 4 to 5 at Hornets partner Chick-fil-A at University Place, and from 5 to 6 at Circle K on North Graham Street in Charlotte. There'll be, again, players, members of the Honey Bees, lots of entertainment members for the Charlotte Hornets, Max Speed Shop, Chick-fil-A, and Circle K all throughout the day on Monday, part of the Hornets tip-off tour presented by Dr. Pepper, hope you will join us there. Regular season about ready to tip off. We came into this season giving predictions on the season and, and whatnot. And I'm curious, Rob Longo, do you have any changes to yours based off what has transpired here in the preseason? No, I'm going to double down. I'm going to let it ride, man. I mean, I think that we kind of understood that this might have been a little bit of a dicey preseason just because of the way that this roster is made up and the changes and the lack of continuity from a season ago where the Hornets just really weren't able to be whole for a long, long time. So, I mean, I'm just I'm going to ride with it. I mean, I don't think I'm going to stray away from what I said to remind everybody. I had the Hornets at 44 and 36. I left those two in-season tournament games or potential quarterfinal, semifinal games of the in-season tournament, depending on what happens. I left those off just because I don't know what the schedule is going to look like. None of us really know what that schedule is going to look like until we get closer and closer to that first week of December where the Hornets will have two games at some point. We don't know where. We don't know who against. We don't know when, but it will happen during the week of December 3rd through December 9th. Well, December 9th will be the in-season tournament championship, so there's potential for an 83rd game. But at any rate, I had the Hornets at 44 wins. Could fluctuate, could be 45, could be 46. I'm not entirely sure, but I do think that Charlotte ends up with a losing record going into 2024. The first couple of weeks of the season in October, November, December, I have the Hornets at 13 and 15. Again, that could change too. It could be 15 and 15. Depends on the in-season tournament stuff, the way I have it set getting up. Very, so uh, I'm getting very granular and specific. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I'm getting this specific, but all right. Again, well, you're, Hornets you're predicting, wins. predicting above 500 record. Yes, I, above I think, 500 in the playoffs. I think based off what's taken place as a whole in the preseason, there are certainly some questions about the depth of the roster and what it's going to look like, you know, later on down the road for injuries and otherwise. So, you know, those are questions that have to be answered. But based off level of play, what we saw from the starting group, the core six, seven, eight guys that are going to be leaned on heavily for minutes, I'm bolstered by what. I saw. I, I thought that the Hornets really played well with the exception of last night's game against Boston. There is a lot to think positively about. So if you can keep that core healthy and on the floor, I think there's every reason that our preseason predictions between myself, Sam Purley, and you, Rob Longo, which were all between 41 and 46 games, somewhere in that neighborhood, I think there's every reason to believe that that will stick. Now, a publication recently posted their record and standings predictions for all 30 teams. That was The Athletic. They 
had the Hornets 11th in the East, so just outside the play-in tournament, at 35-47, and 47, which is better than a lot of the experts, quite frankly, have projected them, so I'll give them some credit there. But clearly, outside the play-in tournament is not where we think the Hornets are going to land. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say the Hornets are going to be in that above 500 range, and based off the projected records that the Athletic just used in their publication, that says it should get you between the 6th and 7th seed, which I think is a reasonable place to expect the Hornets in a glass-half-full scenario with limited injuries and maximum availability, which they are certainly due for, they can get there. So let's root for health. Let's believe in the development of this roster. Let's believe that Brandon Miller hits the ground running, that Mark Williams takes a big leap here in year two, and that center spot really gets uh, hammered down by these homegrown talents. And let's believe that LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier play the number of games necessary to take this team back to the track that they were on two seasons ago where they were above 500 and everything was looking good. I think if they can do that, they'll finish in that range and the Hornets will hopefully be ending their postseason drought. So I got to can this and send it to Coach Cliff and the rest of the <laughs> coaching staff because, I mean, you got, me, you got me fired up here, Sam. I mean, that was uh, that was a little something-something there, but I totally agree with you. The health is going to be the biggest thing for this team. I'm not worried about the depth at this point unless there are injuries. Then we have to be concerned with that, but Overall, based on what we saw from the starters through the first three games of this preseason when they were winning their minutes, it's no question in my mind that this team is already better than obviously last year. And there's a potential that this team is better than two seasons ago because you added the number two overall pick in Brandon Miller. And again, we haven't seen the three-point shooting come around from Brandon yet, but it's going to happen. It will happen a lot sooner rather than later, but he's playing consistent ball. We saw what he was able to do as a starter with Gordon Hayward out of the lineup. So he's playing big boy minutes with the big boys and he doesn't look out of place. So all things considered, there is no question that this team is an above 500 team when healthy and could easily vie for a top six position in the postseason, mostly around five or six seed. But again, there's no question that they just skipped the playing tournament altogether and they're already locked in the playoffs when we're talking about this the second, third week of April. It is one thing for us to believe in it with our purple and teal colored glasses, but uh, it means a little bit more when the people really in charge of this roster and that locker room believe it as well. And for that perspective, well, we look forward in the days to come as we get set for the regular season to bring you some exclusive content and conversations here on the Hornets Hivecast. We are projected, projected as of the taping of this podcast, to have a chance to speak with both Hornets head coach Steve Clifford and general manager and president of basketball operations Mitch Kupchak. Our hope is to get you both of those conversations before we tip things off, but our plan at worst is to hopefully get it in in the first, or I guess the last two weeks here of the month of of October. So before we turn the calendar to November, our hope is to have both conversations for you. Either way, a lot to look forward to both for this regular season and here on the Hornets Hivecast. So uh, make sure you're tuning in, keeping an eye on it. We will be taking the weekend off. Rob Longo, your last weekend off before we start daily podcasts. And then we'll pick things up either Monday or Tuesday with one of those exclusive conversations, getting an expert opinion on what the Hornets' prognosis should be for the regular season and what to look forward to starting on Wednesday against the Hawks. If we pick up on Monday, I will be shocked because that's your birthday, Sam. Hey, well, you, have, you spoiled it for everyone. Well, I had to spoil it for everybody. I had to embarrass you, but big birthday coming up. Not going to say the number, but... I'm lunging into old age you're going, is what's happening here. Well, you said it, not me, just for the record. We have a not recording old, of this. older age. Older, there you go, but yeah. 
you got a lot of plans this weekend, so I'm sure you'll be. Uh, I don't know if we'll get you on the podcast for Monday, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. It's uh, it, it's a blessing to continue to get older, and uh, I've got my dream job, my dream family, my dream life, my dream partner here on the Hornets. Oh, no, no, no! Don't lie to the people. We, we don't have, lie. To we the have people. a great time here, and uh, we we really enjoy bringing all this content to you. Hope you enjoy it as well. Enjoy your last weekend off, Hornets fans, because starting early next week, we're on the daily podcast. All the way to the All-Star break. Something to look forward to here on the HHC. Rob Longo, thanks as always for tuning, for sitting next to me and uh, joining me here on the HHC. I'm always tuned in, Sam. I'm always tuned <laughs> I in. I know you are. Thanks to all of you out there for tuning in as well. A reminder, early next week, we look forward to having a conversation with either Head Coach Steve Clifford or General Manager Mitch Kupchak getting you ready for the regular season. Till next time, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next week and get ready to tip off the regular season right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.